Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Brings Freddie here with, uh, of course, Luke Ramirez. We are breaking down each and every uh, Metro League. Uh, as we get ready for the high school football season, we're now joined by the head coach of Castle Park Trojans. His name is Chris Livesay. Uh, in your first year, Coach, uh, how's the team looking so far? Good. Uh, you know, we're working hard, uh, you know, trying to trying to get back to, you know, where we need to be. Um, you know, kids are working hard. They're ready to play someone else. It's your first year as a head coach at Castle Park, but, uh, you know, give us your, your background a little bit, how you got into coaching, uh, what made you become a coach, and how you ended up, uh, you know, being the head coach at Castle Park today. Uh, yeah, I've been at it 17 years now. Um, you know, started right when I was 18. Uh, I graduated from Eastlake High. Uh, John McFadden and gave me my first job uh, as a freshman coach um, right after high school, and, uh, you know, been at it ever since. Um, went to Oatside Ranch when, when they opened uh, in 03 and was part of the first staff there. Um, was there for a few years and then moved on to Sweetwater, um, where I was the offensive coordinator for uh, five or six years. Um, and then uh, since then, uh, did a year in Montgomery, did a year, another year at uh, Eastlake, um, and then a couple years off, you know, um, you know working in, um, you know, I, I don't know if I, I'd ever plan on being a head coach, but, you know, I felt it was a great opportunity, and, uh, you know, it, it came open, and, and uh, I felt it was a good fit. Coach, Luke Ramirez here with the Union Tribune. Um, tell us a little bit more about, you know, kind of the day-to-day operations coming into your first year as a head coach. Um, you know, what kind of goes on behind the scenes as far as making this program yours? You know, it's it just continuing to grow. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, I've said the, probably the hardest part of, of taking this job was going to be the culture change and, and kind of changing, um, you know, just how things are done um, and, and have an expectation to win um, here at Castle Park. And and that was definitely started by the previous staff with, with, with Coach A and, and the past few years, you know, and, and last year um, taking a step and winning league and, and going to the playoffs. Um, but... Um, as far as the day to day, I'm really just focused on the on the field and 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 trying to get uh, the most out of production out of, out of coaches and players um, every day, and that, that's where the focus now. Talking about some of your players uh, in terms of the 2019 season. Again, you guys won league last year, uh, six and three record. Uh, Castle Park did. Um, who are some of the kids uh, that you've already noticed that are going to be impact players for the Trojans this year? Well, number one, Demarcus Lewis uh, making the switch from from DB to quarterback this year. Um, he's a senior, and uh, he's really done a terrific job. Um, you know, there's not much experience there, 
for him at quarterback. But he's really taken every step and done everything he's needed to do to prepare himself to lead our team. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't have asked for um, a better kid to be, you know, our captain and, and our quarterback. Uh, he's got a great attitude. He's smart. Um, and he's really um, done a great job there, you know, just taking the reins and, and running with them. Um, you know, defensively, we've got a few kids coming back, and, and we should be uh, pretty strong on the front. Uh, Chris Romero is returning. And he was an all-league uh, defensive lineman. He's also going to play some tight end for us. Uh, Jose Castro and Robert Abarca are returning. They were both inside linebackers last year. Uh, Robert Abarca is going to make the switch to strong safety, and, and uh, you know, there's a bit of a learning curve there. You know, he was more of a uh, of an inside box player, and now he's trying to play in space. And, and so, uh, you know, it's a bit of a learning curve, but he's gotten better every day, and I think he's going to do really, really well there. Coach, and uh, talk a little bit about participation. I know that was kind of an issue at the beginning of last season. Um, How has it improved since uh, winning league uh, last year? Um, yeah, you know, we had, you know, a bunch more kids that were interested in coming out. Um, and we, we did have, you know, it was a lot of effort. Um doing some on-campus recruiting and, and, and going out there and kind of chasing kids down and trying to get them out on, on the field. And so our numbers have grown a little bit, um, but we're still kind of battling that. Um, the consistency, you know, the kids coming to practice every day. And, and like I said, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's part of that culture change that I talked about, um, you know, getting kids to understand what it takes to to be part of a winning program. And that's, you know, coming to practice every day and, and, um, you know, putting, you know, other things aside and, and making football a priority. We're here with uh, coach, head coach of the Castle Park Trojans, Chris Livesey, uh, in his first year at Castle Park. Uh, coach, the last thing I'll leave you with here, the Trojans won it last year, the league that is uh, with a pretty balanced league uh, between uh, Montgom- or with Montgomery, Southwest San Diego, and, of course, San Ysidro. Um, what, are, what are some of the challenges you think are going to be in terms of uh, repeating as league champions uh, later on in the season this year? Well, I mean, it's, it's- you know, in our league, you know, I think all of us are in the same boat. Um, it really kind of comes down to who's healthy at the end of the year. Um, so there's a lot that's going to go into the league. We're going to be right in the mix um, with everybody else. Um, but, you know, we're, I believe we're going to be there competing for a league championship uh, by the end of the season. Coach Livesey of Castle Park. Again, thanks uh, for joining us today. We look forward to uh, keeping an eye on Castle Park throughout the entire season and look forward to hearing from you again later on during the year. Great. And thanks for having me. Great sprint here again uh, for another time as we start breaking down uh, the Metro League. We are breaking down the Metro Pacific League on this podcast. It is the Metro Pacific League preview of our high school football podcast. Of course, I am joined by uh, Mr. South Bay himself, Luke Ramirez, uh, joining us again. Uh, I've talked about him being in the Little League World Series the first two podcasts, so i got to throw it in there uh, once again, Little League World Series. Uh, i I got I to gotta throw in there right now, uh, it is kind of, I think they're about to start if they haven't started yeah. already. Um, what was that experience like for you, you know, playing in the Little League World Series? How was it? What was it like as a uh, 12, 13-year-old kid going out there and, you know, not only playing in those facilities, but, you know, playing on TV probably for the first time in your life? Man, it was it was quite a ride, I can as best as I can put it. Um, it kind of just 
went on and on and on. It's like we were we really didn't we didn't have time to step back and look at a big picture. Um, obviously, I have now since I've I've grown up. We're we're looking at you know ten years later now. Um, it was two thousand nine. So just a really cool experience. Um, and obviously the best baseball experience I ever had. Something I was happy to share with my teammates and uh, my dad, who's one of the coaches. The whole community as well was great. It's something you're definitely going to remember uh, for the rest of your life. I, I remember, I think it was you, um, against Southeast. Mm-hmm. I think you hit that clutch home run late. I mean, that <laughs> moonshot of a yeah. home run. It went about uh, 226 feet Yeah, 225-foot field, but it was right. up there. <laughs> it was up in the sky uh, for a long time. I remember watching that. Uh, you know, South Bay's got a lot of good baseball, for sure. We almost had Sweetwater go this year. Uh, kind of ran out of gas there in the West mm-hmm. Regional, but, you know, not too far off from you. They had another East Lake team kind of in the same area go to the League World Series as well. Um, so, Good. We, we did a little Little League World Series segment of uh, high school football. Got it in. Uh, we got it in. We got to talk. But you're also a freelance writer for the Union Tribune. I want to give you a real title out there. You're a professional title, of course. You also do some stuff for Fox Sports San Diego. Yep. Uh, a little young, inspiring, uh, you know, broadcaster there. A little to get inspired from, you know, being on TV as a young age? Yeah, that was the plan. I was broadcasting right off the bat. Since then, I've gotten in more print, um, which is where I really like working, um, getting stuff written out, going to games, uh, being around sports teams in the locker rooms and stuff is just my cup of tea for sure. All right, let's talk about some of the teams that you cover. Um, we've we've talked about uh, the Metro South Bay, Metro Mesa. Now we're under the Metro Pacific. Um, not to be insulting or anything, but it's like a caliber-wise, it's not up to the same par as the other two leagues in South Bay or a lot of the other leagues around San Diego County. Right. Uh, you got Montgomery, San Ysidro, Southwest San Diego, Castle Park. We just talked with Chris uh, Livesay, uh, his first year at Castle Park. He's bounced around from multiple schools, you know, and he, he had finally had an opportunity to be a head coach. Somebody that never really wanted to be a head coach, he never really thought about it, but then the opportunity came around. He thought it was a good fit for him, um, and we'll see how he does in his first year. I'm already fired up for Castle Park uh, football talking to him, and uh, they are the league champion from a year ago. they got to try to defend their title. Uh, they're also the first team alphabetically uh, that we could talk about like we always do. Um, we start with Castle Park. To me, you know, I usually throw out that question, which one of these four teams sticks out to you the most? Mine's Castle Park. I'm sure yours is probably Castle Park at this point. Uh, so let's get to Castle Park. Uh, they went 6-3 and three last year. They had to forfeit a couple games um, due to low numbers. Uh, Coach Livesay was saying that that has kind of changed mm-hmm. as of late. It kind of changes when you win a league title. All of a sudden you want to yeah. be part, part of things. You want to play some good football. Uh, and they're getting some kids. They're doing a really good job recruiting uh, from their school. And it's, it's, it's going to be a battle for all these teams that we're about to talk about in terms of having depth and having enough kids to get through the entire season. Um, they ha- come into the negative 48.3 rating, uh, which is the uh, second uh, best rating out of the teams here in the uh, South Bay. And again, it's not about like when you when you see that negative number, you're like, wow, negative 60, whatever it is. <laughs> It's comparison to the entire country of right. like everybody's got ra- so like the highest rating right now is like an eighty something in its modern day up in Santa Orange Anna. County yeah. right and, and St John Bosco which right. by the way that those teams would just demolish every team that's down here in San Diego so yeah. uh, it, you know take it with a grain of salt what the rating is it's kind of in perspective around the country so negative forty eight point three uh, they beat Montgomery Southwest San Diego and El Cajon Valley last year with their top wins according to Cal Preps their losses last year Crawford Maranatha and Mar Vista uh, looking at their schedule it is very uh, it's a schedule that's very capable of going seven and three in uh, that's exactly what I have them at I think they lose 
lose to Francis Parker in one of their non-league games. I think they lose to Montgomery, and I think they lose to Crawford. Um, I just kind of teased who I thought was going to win the league by saying Castle Park was going to lose to Montgomery, um, but I digress. Very bit winnable schedule. They got three teams on there that would have combined, um, you know, one in thirty-nine last year. Uh, so they got. Uh, really capable schedule of winning a lot of games and putting themselves in a in contention to win uh, back-to-back league titles. Yeah, I would agree. Um, the only thing is I know that they're graduating a few key positions from last year that helped them, you know, bounce back from those two forfeits and eventually win, uh, you know, the specific league. Um, and so with the first-year head coach and Coach Livesey, um, I think it's going to be good for him as far as uh, kind of acclimating to that head coaching position. But as far as guys who are trying to step up in positions, he, he mentioned um, a new quarterback in Demarcus Lewis. He played making, defensive back last year, making right. the transition to uh, the signal caller of the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and just a few other positions. I think it's going to be tough to – I mean, they'll get their confidence up against this um, this this kind of uh, weaker schedule that Castle Park has in front of them. Um, but I don't think it's going to do them any favors as far as preparing for a team like Montgomery um, and even Southwest um, that you know could come out of nowhere if you're not ready on a Friday night. Um, that that would be my take on the team this year. Yeah, I I, I think Castle Park comes in second this year. Um, I think seven and three. They're going to have a better record than everybody in their league. Right. I think because of the schedule um, and because they're better than most of the teams that are going to play on their schedule. Um, moving on to Montgomery, this is my league champion right here. Uh, they went five and five last year. I think they go over the hump and go four and zero in the uh, in league play or three and zero in league play rather. Um, they got Hoover to start the season off. Um, they went one and nine last year. Uh, they, I don't think they're going to be. Uh, any better this year they got california military institute which i think they can win that game i think they lose to crawford but crawford doesn't have a lot of guys mm. uh so they can easily win that game uh kearney they're not going to beat uh the kearney's really good santana um i can see them beating them but not really i don't see them beating mar vista either that's kind of the stretch from crawford to mar vista any any of those games if you get a win all of a sudden your, your season's looking really really good um those are like the four the four spots I can see them losing, and then I think they beat Sweetwater uh, as they play a team from the Metro South Bay League, and then they got league play against San Ysidro Southwest and Castle Park, and I think they sweep through it. Um, I, I'm looking anywhere between six and four to maybe even uh, eight and two if they can beat a team like Santana or Crawford. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, definitely a, a little bit tougher than what Castle Park is looking at. Um, but that's going to help them, I think, for that Castle Park game, which is ultimately most likely going to decide the champion of this league. Um, I would have to give, uh, I would have to agree with you again. I think we're three for three now um, with Montgomery going ahead and uh, taking this league after the win in the final week against Castle Park. Uh, they're the one D4 team in this league, and I think that this year they're going to play like it and uh, kind of put last year behind them. Yeah, so I got, I got Montgomery uh, winning the league. Uh, moving on to San Ysidro. 0-10 last year. JV team went 6-4, and four, so they're just promising. You got some, you know, hopefully some talent coming up through the ranks. Um, I'm not really going to over the notable wins and losses if you just look at their schedule from last year. Negative mm-hmm. uh, 63.1 rating. Uh, they got 12 guys coming back from their varsity team a year ago. Hopefully that mixed with... Um, you know the the guys coming up on JV, they can get some wins here. Uh, but th- this is one of the teams. It's it's them, it's Claremont, it's El Cajon Valley, it's you know maybe Hoover. I mean, these are the teams. These are the schools that are going to have to find. You have to dig through the schedule to see who they're gonna who they're gonna beat. But on the good side, here here here's the promising thing. 
San Ysidro does play Claremont, and um, that's it. They just play Claremont. Uh, that's the only promising thing for them. Claremont gets to play Oklahoma Valley and San Ysidro. And Oklahoma Valley plays Claremont and, um, and, and another team that they should be able to beat. But it's essentially you're going to have three teams that didn't win a game last year play each other in some sort of fashion. So whole f- so one of them is, is going to get a win. Uh, is San Ysidro a team that can get a win this year? As you look through their schedule, I'll give it to you right now. Let me know uh, when you think they get a win. Okay. Um, Mission Bay. No. Even with all the distractions that are going on with Mission Bay right now, they, their, their head coach just passed away. Um, it, it's it's kind of been some distractions, but I agree with you. I don't think they're going to win that game either. Uh, Bonita Vista? Uh, no, I don't think so. At Hilltop? No. At Crawford? Mm, that one's tough. What do you think about Crawford's, that? Crawford's going to have some uh, – they're well coached. Mm. Uh, they do have some players. They are going to be good. They're going to be they they play with a chip on their shoulder and they play for their head coach. Mm. Um, I, I just interviewed Matt Marquez on another podcast that uh, is on ninety seven through the fantasy dot com. Uh, but he was say, the team. The, their biggest problem is going to be depth. San Ysidro's biggest problem is going to be depth. Um, so there, I'm going to take the most talented team, and it's going to be Crawford, I think, in this situation. So I think Crawford uh, wins that game. So moving on to Claremont, I think this might be their best chance to maybe win a game. Yeah, I would say so. I think. Like you said, it's been a it's been a, it was a long year last year. I think that's the game they got um, marked on their calendar as far as you know be, it being win day. Then they got Hoover. Uh, Hoover's a team that went one and nine last year as well. And then they got Sherman Indian from Riverside. So I, I did my predictions already. I do th- I think they could get Mission Bay potentially since it's week one. Mm. Um, with all the things that are going around with Mission Bay, I don't know what's going to happen with that team. I don't know if they're going to either rally and play for their coach or if they're going to just, you know, everything unravel. Yeah. Um, I've never been in that situation, but I can't imagine many, you know, 15 to 18-year-olds being able to handle a situation like that. I mean, it's very difficult, um, you know, when your head coach passes away. Now you got a new coaching. It, it, a couple weeks, you know, you had them the whole season, and they were looking really good. And Pat, they beat Helix in the 7-on-7 tournament up in, at San Diego State. So, We'll see how that one goes. It's going to be an emotional game for Mission Bay. Let's just, for case in point, just give Mission Bay the win. I think Mission Bay will win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got Benita at loss, Hilltop loss, Crawford loss, Claremont loss, Hoover loss. I give them a win over Sherman Indian. Okay. Why do I do that? We've talked about this before because their rating on Cal Preps is way worse than San Ysidro's is. San Ysidro's is a negative 63.1. Uh, they should be able to beat that Sherman Indian team as long as they get through, you know, injury free. And then you get to league play and I don't see them winning a league game. No, definitely not. Um, Yeah, I think I think Southwest has enough to get past them in that last game of the year. And Montgomery and Castle Park should should easily handle. I think San Ysidro's ceiling is two and eight. If they beat Claremont and Sherman Indian, I think, you know, they can uh, as much as we don't want to see it, they could potentially go 0 and 10 again. Yeah. Um, which would be awful. I, I, I my thing. I was talking to Top Dog Chris Smith um, on our City League podcasts, and I gave him this. I was like, "Here's the deal." And I was talking mostly because I was giving a team a loss that probably he thinks was going to go undefeated. I said, "I do not have anybody go undefeated in my predictions. I do not have anybody lose every game in my predictions." Just because one, that's a tough bet, and two, I don't want to see a team. I don't want to make a team look like they're never going to win a game. Right. I, it's just me. It's my opinion of what I think is going to happen. I can't have everybody go eight and two. I can't have everybody go ten and zero. Um, and you know, I'm sure I'm going to get phone calls like, "Well, we're not going to go one and nine. Yeah. I, I, prove me wrong. I hope you do yeah. because I hope every team has a great season. It's just 
when you got these teams and you got the schedules they play and who they're playing and what they got compared to what they're what the teams got, there's a lot of factors that go into it, and it's not just me going, "Well, I just don't think they're good." It's just it is what it is. Um, so for San Ysidro, I think a ceiling, I think a two and eight season would actually be a very successful season, in yeah. my opinion, uh, for them. Moving on to Southwest San Diego, the last team of the bunch, five and seven record last year. They beat uh, Vincent Memorial, Claremont, Escondido Charter a year ago, uh, were their top three wins according to Cal Preps. Notable losses: Castle Park, Maranatha. And Montgomery, they enter with a negative 49.6. Obviously, it's not very good. It's still better than San Ysidro's opening rating, and it's very similar to Castle Park's opening rating um, of a negative 48.3. As I go through their schedule, they actually don't play Week 0, which is kind of surprising. Uh, One of the only teams that are taking the first week off. It's a bye for them. Then they play Vincent Memorial. Then they got uh, uh, Gabrielino. Uh, I guess Maranatha Christian, O'Farrell Charter, Claremont, Holtville, Marvis, the Castle Park, Montgomery, San Ysidro. I give them four wins on that schedule. I I have them beating that Gabrielino team that I have never heard of before, but again, it's because of CalPreps ratings. CalPreps ranks every team in the United States uh, with the power rating system. The only teams that they don't rank are the teams that are from Mexico because they're not in the United States. I found that problem at La Jolla Country Day. I have no idea what the, they're playing. At one team from Mexico, I don't remember what they're called, and I have never seen them before, and I don't don't know how good they're going to be, so I don't know how to predict that game. But for this one, um, I have them beating Gabrielino. I have them beating O'Farrell Charter. Um, it's going to be tough for O'Farrell Charter to try to get that first win. I hope they get it as soon as possible uh, as they go into their second year of their program. And then I have Claremont as a win, and then I have San Ysidro as a win. So four and six for Southwest San Diego. I don't. I can't see them going five and five. So I think four and six is their ceiling. Yeah, the only thing I would add to that is uh, the big rivalry they have with Mar Vista, um, the Bell game, Battle of the Bell. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe historically that's pretty dead even as far as win-loss. Um, and uh, Mar Vista got the best one last year, so um, they will be at Mar Vista this year. Uh, see if they can swap. Um, see if they get some victories. revenge on that. I'm going to have yeah. to go to Par- Parleton Sports uh, to go check the history on that, of course. Yeah. Uh, have you checked out Parleton Sports? Do you I know about that? Parleton, no. you're going to, all right, you're going to, your mind is going to be blown as I give a little plug to a Parleton's. Parleton Sports. Uh, go to it right now on your yeah. on your laptop. Uh, for all of you listening at home or uh, wherever you are, listening on the radio.com app, listening on the stream, listening on a uh, the podcast, of course, on the website, 97 through the Fan SD, as we look at the uh, Metro. Uh, Pacific, no, are we in the Pacific? Yes, it is yep. the Metro Pacific uh, preview. Anyway, Parleton Sports has a summary or what have you, the records of every single season, game by game, uh, for every high school football team in San Diego. So you can go on there right now, you can go to East Lake, you can go your your senior year and see what the scores were of every single game. So if you're ever looking to see how a team does against a team historically, bam, there's your website. Right. Uh, you're going to have to do some counting, yeah. uh, but you can go through it and it's pretty fun. You can go back to San Diego High, back to like the uh, late 1800s in their first uh, high school football season as well when they're back playing like three teams and one of them was USC's junior varsity team. Wow. Uh, fun fact, as we went a little I bit of a tangent there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go, it, it, you got your reports. You're getting right up on on high school football. You do your previews of the games this year, or yeah. you're, you're digging your breakdowns. Like, oh, you can go in and you look at it. Castle Park historically against uh, Chula Vista is this record and this record. Bam, there you go. There's some extra insight for you. Perfect. Appreciate uh, that. Uh, but we're talking about the uh, current Metro Pacific League, of course. Uh, a little bit of a recap here. I got Montgomery coming in first place, three and zero. In in league play, uh, then I have Castle Park coming in at two and one. Check. All right, uh, you're gonna agree with me again the entire season. I, I hate to do it. I Southwest do. San Diego comes in at three, <laughs> at one and two, 
And then I got San Ysidro uh, finishing up 0-3 and in last place in that league. Um, same page? Same page. Uh, we've been on the it same is. page for the entire South Bay. But I, I, again, with the South Bay, it's um, it's an interesting situation where they got a lot of teams down there, but it seems like they got one top dog team yeah. uh, in every league. Uh, right. You got Hilltop in the South Bay League. You have Montgomery in the Pacific. A little bit closer in the Mesa just because of all the talent that's in there, but it's still East Lakes. Uh, league to lose. Yeah, and exactly. then Otai Ranch is kind of a close second. You can kind of make the argument that Castle Park is a close segment, second for Montgomery, and then you can make the argument that Chula Vista is the, the close second for Hilltop. I would agree uh, across the board. And and like you said, it's the South Bay is coming up as far as high school football in the San Diego section. Um, but until it really does, I mean, it's all pretty much cut and dry. You know, you got a lot of historical football teams, football programs, I should say, um, and a lot of good of, football programs yeah. down there that you know people my age and your age mm-hmm. don't even realize were good down there. I'm right. sure your dad can tell you stories oh. about it. Um, you know, my dad growing up in the East County would have stories about the South Bay teams that he had to. That Sweetwater team of the '80s was unbelievable. Yeah, um, how good they were. And then you have you know go through the list, and you could talk about it. El Camino used to be dominant back in the day. You know, just even in our lifetime, how great was Oceanside when we were oh, in yeah. high school? Exactly. I mean, an unbelievable team. Right now, you're going through the you know Cathedral's kind of like taking over. Over the, the last you know decade or so, um, but for the longest time that was a easy win for teams uh, playing U- Uni and playing Saint Augustine. Now Saint Augustine and Uni or Saint, or, and Cathedral Catholic are two of the toughest teams to play in the league. Lincoln back in the day, unbelievable. They went through a dark spot. Now they're coming back and being good as well. It's, it's amazing uh, how things come full circle here in, in 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 San Diego high school football. How bad was San Diego High when we were in high school? Mm-hmm. I mean they couldn't even win a game. Now they're winning CIF and state championships. I mean it's great to see. You love to see the teams turn around you want to kind of see the historical programs kind of get back to where they were though yeah i'm excited to cover this uh this south bay area this year um and i'm going to do my best to get you know all the little nuggets and bits and pieces out of it and uh we'll see how it goes we look forward to your reports on the high school football show on uh, 97 through the fan each and every wednesday night from 9 to 11 myself Braden Suprenit, as well as coach john cantera of course it is his show uh if you will we'll also be doing podcasts throughout the remainder of the season uh we'll be doing a girls podcast we'll talk about uh field hockey we got field hockey we got volleyball coming up um you wanted to let me know on South Bay uh, Girls Volleyball and what have you down there. I know yeah. they got some really great – Eastlake's got a good program. Otay mm-hmm. Ranch has a good program. Modern Day's got a good – got some good volleyball down there in the South Bay as well. Uh, we'll talk field hockey, all that sort of stuff. That will start um, the week of the first games um, for football. That is the week of the 23rd. We'll start doing uh, – cranking out our girls' podcast. We'll also do some other boys' podcasts. I'll get some shout-outs to other sports. We can't be talking about football all the time. Right. Uh, i got to talk to you about the springtime. Maybe we can talk we, about some baseball. We talk Little League baseball. Uh, yeah, we talk Little League baseball. Yeah. We talk about <laughs> – about uh, how great – see, that that is your wheelhouse because Eastlake <laughs> is one of the best uh, high school baseball programs around and still around as of, uh, you know, even th- this last season. Uh, we digress, though. That was the South Bay – or the Metro Pacific League. Uh, thanks again to Chris uh, Livesay for joining us today on the program. Uh, we're fired up about Castle Park. We're fired up about high school football in general. He is Luke Ramirez. He covers uh, – uh, high school sports for the Union Tribune freelance writer. What else do you do for them? Mostly high school stuff. Uh, mostly some, yeah, mostly high school for now. Um, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Mix it in with just football, or you got other sports too? 
Uh, I did a few other sports last year. I definitely want to get more on the baseball scene. Obviously, that's my thing. Um, basketball should be probably fun as well. So, so yeah, you got to cover the girls' sports too, man. They got yeah. some good talent down there as oh, well. Yeah. And uh, I know wrestling is very big down in the South Bay. Um, from all the years I've 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 put together covering high school sports uh, here in San Diego. He is Luke Ramirez. I'm Braden Sopranitz. Uh You good? We can. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting high school football each and every Friday night starting next week. On August 23rd with Granite Hills visiting Poway. Uh, the schedule is out. It's on our website. It was also on a UT article. There you go. Another shameless plug for the Union Tribune. Um, so you can see our schedule there. Uh, we're looking forward to the high school football season. Keep your coverage for high school sports right here on 973 The Fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.